Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin, who created... I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is the Nadragano, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're now listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Romwan, ASH, making his long-awaited return to the pod. Uh, he's still under academic break. That's why you're not seeing him and you're not hearing from him during the live streams. But he's here on this special Halloween weekend audio-only episode. Uh, Rowan, how are you? Is there any pod rust on your end? You know, I'm very happy that I get to join you guys again. I miss you sobra and... Right now, it's a long weekend and it's about to end, I think, tomorrow. Papasok na ulit on Wednesday. So, yeah, good thing I have to do something like this before I do something academic. Are you any closer to the, I mean, obviously you're closer to the end of the sem, but how how far is it until uh, your Dabar cats get to hear you on the live stream again? I think ako by December because it's going to be right. a holiday. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, just as everybody's schedules start to tighten up because of the Christmas season, uh, yours will loosen up because you'll get that holiday break. So uh, maybe right around that time, uh, we'll get to have you on our regular Thursday live streams again. But for this week, like I said, it's the Halloween long weekend or the Undas long weekend. And we thought it was only apropos that we talk about the scariest things we've seen in wrestling. So this little listicle is our Halloween treat. No tricks here uh, for the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So uh, very self-explanatory, obviously. No, no, no. Um, it's not, It's actually not self-explanatory. Because you might think that when you hear scary things, supernatural stuff on in wrestling. Right? So you might be thinking Undertaker scares, Kane scares, Bray Boogie Wyatt Man. scares. Yeah, no, no, no. This uh, scary, the scary means that... Uh, gruesome actually terrifying stuff that uh we have witnessed over the years injuries accidents uh truly blood curdling stuff that um uh goes beyond the hokey special effects that you you might see on supernatural characters yeah well one of these things on the on the list uh does have something to do with special effects. So we'll get to that later on. Not to spoil. But yeah, uh, we're going to talk about things that actually scared us, things that uh, might have traumatized us uh, in yeah. one way or another as a result of our wrestling fandom. All right? We're going to be counting them down in a bit. But first, let's tell you about how you can join our growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community as we enter the month of November. Right. Uh, this weekend, we will be having our Crown Jewel watch party live on, you know, the early wee morning or, you know, wee hours of the morning on, on November 6th. That's this Sunday. The show will be starting at 12 midnight. 
So all you got to do if you want to be a part of that viewing party experience is to sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5 or whatever that is now. It's closer to $300 than $250. Uh, you get access to our Discord community where we talk about wrestling, where we celebrate our patrons' milestones, uh, talk about a bunch of other stuff, sports, fashion, music, TV shows, movies, a whole bunch of stuff, share memes as well. Uh, and then where we also host the watch parties and then you get exclusive access to our content, our reviews of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, live events as well of the local wrestling scene, care of myself and Rowan. Um, you also get merch. Uh, you get our welcome pack. That is a wrestling wrestling podcast face mask which is still important nowadays and then you also get the chance to be a part of our pasabais for uh online merchandise which will be probably happening soon because i'm at black friday and sales are abound so again all that good stuff all those perks if you support us if you like what we do and subscribe to our patreon for as low as five dollars at patreon.com wrestling wrestling podcast all right, let's start our listicle at number 10. And this one uh, has always been very unfortunate, still is, and it's the accidental death of Pedro Aguayo Jr. in the ring. Uh, this happened in the mid-2010s. I don't remember the year exactly. A few uh, years ago, uh, late 2010s. Or I think it was 2018, 2019. Um, this was before Ray returned to the WWE. So, uh, Sorry, 2018? 15, 15. 15. Oh, 15. Oh, I didn't know it was that far back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the first on our list because it's not like scary, gruesome because, uh, as Stan said, it's quite unfortunate. Uh, Ray just threw a drop kick to Pedro's neck, and then that was enough to, you know, uh, do him in. Uh, it wasn't some unsafe spot. Like uh, a pile driver or a, a missed moonsault or whatever it was. So um, it just goes to show you that even though we perform even the safest of moves in wrestling, uh, there is a there is a chance. The risk is never zero that you get injured or worse, uh, you you die. Yeah. Um. If you've watched Young A and E special on Rey Mysterio, there's actually a small segment dedicated to this incident and. Uh, Conan talks about how Ray and Pero Aguayo Jr. were close. They were pretty good friends. And the venue in which it happened in that arena in Tijuana, uh, that night was supposed to be special because it homecoming uni Ray Mysterio. He was uh, yeah, yeah. only about a year out from having left WWE. And it was a homecoming event for him. And then for these tragic circumstances to happen uh, was really just... You know, uh, we hate to keep going back to this word. Very, very unfortunate for Ray, for for uh, Pero and his family, and for the other wrestlers who were involved. TJP being one of those, actually. Um, so you know, um, when Ray talks about it in the documentary, you can see na uh, sobrang remorseful is like really devastated to talk about it because you never want to be involved in something like that, deba. Right? Uh, what more if? Uh, you were one of the people who was actually in there with Pero Aguayo Jr. in his in, in the last thing he ever got to do as a living human being. Yeah, dala dala niya talaga yan. Probably he's still ano regretting wrestling during that night. I mean, I remember Ray even considered retiring that time because and dominating death threats na nakukuha that time. And right now, I I guess he's still trying to move on, pero he would still remember like the accident so i think the best thing to do here is just be safe it's easy for you to say be safe but remember when you look up when you watch that video it's on youtube uh there is a warning but you can watch it freely on youtube uh the move is relatively safe like i mentioned karina like uh it's not super dangerous it's not like a pile driver or even a ddt or you know whatever million other dangerous moves in wrestling exist out there but it was a relatively safe uh drop kick to the neck area so um, you can't really tell Ray to be more safer than that. Maybe the, the safest thing he can do is target the back or the chest, which isn't as uh, sensitive or as fragile. Right? But uh, it wasn't his fault. He couldn't have known that that routine wrestling move, that routine basic wrestling move would have been enough. So um, 
I just want to tell you that you can't go around telling the wrestlers to be more safer when they know what to do to be safe. It's just an accident, plain and simple. And it, it's not fair to Ray as well for him to have gotten death threats and criticism over that. Because uh, most of these people who don't who did that who said those things don't know what it's like to be in there and trying to uh, put on a at least realistic looking match without seriously hurting the other person. Also, as a non-wrestler, I will not tell a wrestler how to do their job. I will <laughs> not say, hey, be safer, you know, especially when it's a legend like Rey Mysterio or any practicing wrestler yeah. for that matter. I'm not mad at you, uh, young blood, but you know, you 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 got to learn these things, especially when we're talking about when you're on a platform like this, talking about a sport like wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean it to like, like I'm well known. Parang mas marami ako alam sa inyo. Parang I didn't I didn't mean it like that. Parang I'm just saying that I hope he would do it a bit better. Like you are saying it. Like That's exactly that. what That's you're exactly saying, what you're dude. Saying. All right, but I, I mean, I thought I didn't say it that way. All right. Now you know. Let's move on. Right, now you know, yeah. Before you put the foot in the mouth even further. All right. Let's go to number nine. And this is one of those immortal moments in wrestling history, for better or worse. And this was when Mankind, a.k.a. Cactus Jack, a.k.a. Dude Love, a.k.a. Mick Foley got thrown off the top of hell in a cell. And I've got the perfect soundbite for it as well. So that was exactly what Jim Ross said when uh, mankind was thrown off the top. Uh, as God is my witness, he is broken in half. I don't think we need to like set the stage any further because the mere mention of mankind getting thrown off the top of the cell, you know exactly what we're talking about here. Rowan, di mo to naabutan as uh, di na di na namin naabutan. But you know, as you as a younger fan, uh, what what was your uh, take on this when you first saw the spot? Yeah, well, I'm actually amazed that Foley was like Superman, but not not because he flew off the cell, but it's because he had a near death experience. So, parang nahulog siya from the hell in the cell structure twice. Uh first one is like through the cell, and then the second one, uh yung tinapon siya ni Undertaker on the table. And looking back, parang hindi safe yung spot na yun, cause back then parang they didn't use crash pads or even airbags. Unlike but he did have padding. He was padded. Uh, Mick Foley was wearing padding under his uh, Mankind uniform, costume. Yeah, but still, like, the way he would land, it's, it's really violent, the, the way he landed. Sobrana. That's how gravity works, right? Yeah. That was, I mean, the f- Mankind, I think the more heavier you are, parang the more harder you fall. Yeah, the yeah. That, bigger they are, the harder they fall. That is physics for you. <laughs> uh, did you first see this when you were smartened up to wrestling or uh, when that was before you found out that it was, you know... I mean, you know, I already knew. I mean, the first year when I was a wrestling fan, I already knew it's fake. But it was like magic magic to me. Like, nabisto yung mga tricks and whatever. I, I mean, it's fine. Pero... It still amazes me that someone like him, parang hindi siya tao. I, I can't believe that someone like him would rise up and wrestle parin. Like I mean, after like a few decades, he continued wrestling parin after that fall. Yeah, what's unbelievable is when mankind got thrown off the cell, the match actually hadn't begun. Like the Undertaker and Mick Foley started fighting at the top of the cell, and then tinuloy pa nila yung match after mankind had to get evacuated and they did another spot which Rowan mentioned earlier this was actually later on in the match where uh, the Undertaker threw Mankind through the cell and he went through the ring and then the match was mercifully ended so in between those two falls they had a match pa so the fact that Mankind actually gutted it out really cemented him as one of the all-time tough guys in the sport the part where Taker got incredulous was the the spot on the announce table, not the spot through the cell, because that was way unsafer. I believe because in the ring, uh, you were still protected by the ring's um, thin layer Ocean of foam. Fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the table is the table. There's no protection there. So uh, you were amazed, Rowan, that 
Mick Foley still got to wrestle dec- uh, at least a decade after that yeah. spot. But he admits now that he is not physically well. So uh, he still he walks like a crab. I, rem- yeah. I remember like in 2017, parang di- di maganda yung lakad yeah, yeah. So he did lose there in the long run. So uh, I put this relatively low on the list because it's just a fall. But, you know, uh, they're never really just falls, they, especially when it's like 20 feet up in the air. Um, I think they figured out how to do it better after that, like uh, when Shane McMahon would do it from uh, from a few years back. Right? So uh, I guess it's safer now. But back then, it was unheard of and it was crazy. And I guess I, I, I don't know the perspective of one who saw it live for the first time, but I guess it would have been really scary. Yeah, it probably would have been Chino, but he's not at this recording, so we can't really get his perspective right now. I will just add before we move on. Now, you must have got to were the fact that mankind's teeth actually fell off from the fall and that they got stuck in his nose, in his hair, and yeah. all these places. Like for me, you must have got the image coming out of that infamous moment. And he's smiling. Yeah, he, he's proud of the uh, lack of two front teeth. But... Yeah, Chaka, you know, it, it was part of the character. Right? Mankind was supposedly impervious to pain. Yeah. Or he supposedly enjoyed pain. All right, moving on to number eight. We're going to stick with the Undertaker mythos here. And we're going to go to 2004, the Great American Bash. If you are a fan of the Ruthless Aggression era like Roe and I, then you would recognize this moment when Paul Bearer got buried in the concrete crypt. And this was at the end of the concrete crypt match between The Undertaker and the Dudley Boys. And after this moment, uh, Paul Bearer, the character, was effectively written off. Until he would come back. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. When he and I say this with air quotes, he was basically dead. This was during the CM Punk feud. Okay. So Paul Bearer never really returned after this, this incident. And as a kid... Um, I guess I was kind of smartened up when this moment happened, but until now, I don't know how they were able to pull it off. Uh, just burying someone supposedly in, in cement. I, I can't wrap my mind around it, so 14-year-old me was low-key traumatized when this happened. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I found out, I, I read somewhere how they did it. Um, but yeah, you're before I go, go into that, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I first saw that when I was kind of smart enough to wrestling, but I didn't know how the special effects worked. So it was pretty scary. The thought of, you know, uh, burying someone in legit wet concrete, um, it really was, you know, mind boggling to say the least. But the way they did it was they actually filmed the the spot where the concrete was being poured into the crypt. Uh, before the show, so um, during the live audience, they started the process, but they didn't push through all the way. So they kind of, for the broadcast, they cut to the uh, part where they filmed, the, the part that they filmed before the show. So that's the movie magic for you. That's what they say naman talaga, diba, na WWE is like, it's like one big movie, the way that their production works. Yeah, so I didn't actually find this scary because I figured that it could have been a mannequin or like, Someone no, it, it was not <laughs> or a stunt double yeah. inside the cubicle, and parang na imagine ko rin, like maybe this is not real cement, baka it's some type of oatmeal or whatever. Like, ang the, like the way they faked it all. I, I mean, we're not allowed to say fake, right? But no, you, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's literally gonna... fake. I say Paul Bearer did not die from that spot. Yeah, and it, it really was like a movie in real life, like you're seeing it like in front of you. So or like in TV, parang na, na enjoy ko rin yun, even if like, uh, parang alam kong uh, it's not a real thing that uh Paul Bearer died. I think uh, Robin, scary... thanks for correcting me by the way. Na yeah. Paul Bearer would still come back. Uh, appreciate that. Um, apparently during the Undertaker Kane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was there. I, I remember that. Um, I think what made it scarier for me was the swerve. Na Taker was the one to yes. pull the na, pull okay. the lever. And... Oh, you know, what was the context there? Uh, oh. I can't remember if they were feuding. But so they were, he was feuding with the Dudley Boys, and I think it, they kidnapped Paul Bearer or some shit. Yeah, it, es- it escalated to the concrete crypt, and then if Taker lost to the Dudley Boys, uh, the Dudley Boys would you know, literally kill unalive uh, Paul Bearer in the crypt. But then he, Taker won, but he still did it anyway. So that's the scary part. Yeah, so kidnapped I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. The Dudley boys did kidnap Paul Bearer. And si Paul Heyman 
was aligned with the Dudley Boys at the time, sinabi niya, the only way Taker would see Paul Bearer again is if he aligned with the Dudley Boys. So, yon. Yeah. Yon, yon. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that was scary stuff. So uh, like Row, dun din ako na na shook na. Oh shit, uh, he was actually gonna do it to Paul Bearer himself. So you know, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 2004 was a pretty formative year in my wrestling fandom. So we're gonna stay there for another huge moment later on in the year, and this was on the Red Brand when Kane crushed Shawn Michaels' windpipe with a steel chair in the lead-up to Unforgiven 2004. So let's set the stage here. Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they were still kind of feuding at the time. And see, Triple H, uh, he was goading Shawn Michaels into being friends with it. Then Big Lang Kane comes out of nowhere. And Kane and Triple H have this moment where Triple H looks at him in the eye and goes, Oh, yeah, I'm ko na para sa'yo. And Triple H just scurries out of the ring and Kane proceeds to manhandle HBK, culminating in the pilmanizing of his throat. That was a moment that was very visceral to me kasi talagang may dugo na lumabas mula sa bibig ni Shawn Michaels. And for 14-year-old me, that was pretty scary. I thought it was real. Um, I, I was smartened up, but I thought it was real. I thought that they actually went out there and injured his trachea somehow. Uh I thought the blood was real, and then Shempere watching it years later, the the volume and the color of it made it clear that it wasn't real. But it was, it did look pretty convincing. And then the spot, I think they close, they they did a close up of the of the part of the chair crushing the no, crushing the windpipe, uh, the throat, diba. Um, that seemed pretty convincing to me. So uh, that was a pretty messed up injury spot to run and then eventually they they did it again in the future without the blood and then that's where i realized okay um they i don't know how they faked it i don't know how they did this safely but there is apparently a way to do this safely you know before we hit record i actually asked Ro if this one legitimately injured sean mike yeah, were, that's, yeah that's how good it was yeah because like after the, watching the video parang bentang bente acting nila and then sobrang galing ni hbk magsele yeah, I mean, I completely bought it. Like, I thought Sean was dying, gasping for air, tapos blood coming out from his mouth. Tapos, uh, yung nagdala din kasi is yung commentary ni JR Chakandi King. Like, they sounded solemn. And uh, like, yeah, yeah. the way they handled the commentary, it's like they, they handled Owen Hart's death. That, that's how I remembered. I mean, that's how, like, it, it reminded me of how they handled Owen Hart's death noon. Like, yung sobrang... Uh, like soft nung ano nila, like the way they're delivering their message and whatever. Yeah, yun, I, I completely bought it. Okay, uh, so we're talking about Shawn Michaels uh, getting injured at the hands of Kane, diba? The ironic thing is, uh, if you look at Shawn Michaels today, you'll notice na duling na siya, diba? And yung pagkaduling ng mata niya is actually a result of the no DQ match against Kane. I think it was at Unforgiven. So, parang yun yung real life injury that yung effects nakikita pa rin natin to this day like his throat seems fine i think he's just naturally raspy yeah, yeah but y- yung legit injury niya moving forward was yung eye niya naduling which is why you know uh ganun na siya to this day yeah yeah uh sadly but he is okay with it because he makes jokes about it in 2k yeah <laughs> apparently <laughs> Uh, anything else from this image or from from this moment in 2004 that you guys want to bring up? Well, uh, we covered it. Uh, it was pretty convincing. If you haven't seen it yet, I, is it on YouTube? Yes, uh, guys? Yeah, I watched yeah. it just before yeah. we hit record. Yeah, it, it's on YouTube. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, it's a, it's a it's a real experience to take it in the, the first time. Yeah, it was a moment for <laughs> sure. All right, let's uh, round out the first half here. Number six, we're going to go back to 2003, WrestleMania 19. In the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar at this time, mega babyface. Kurt Angle, the defending WWE Champion. Brock Lesnar on his way to winning the WWE Championship. Goes up to the top rope. There's a fallen Kurt Angle on the mat. And for the first time since he got called up to WWE, decides to do a shooting star press and... Uh, it, it just did not go well. I'm sure this is also one of those signature images in wrestling history that fans of all generations are somewhat familiar with at the very least. Uh, Brock Lesnar gets concussed. 
somehow still proceeds to finish the match with Kurt Angle, who was also wrestling with an injury, by the way, mm. and uh, you know ends ends up hitting an F five and walks away with the WWE Championship. And in succeeding years, the documentaries that have come out since, uh, we're gonna lump in a bunch of you know uh, accidents from. Uh, top rope moves in this because uh, there are a bunch of them and you might comment saying, oh, what about this spot? Or what about that spot? Uh, a bunch of them are similar to this, like Lance Archer's uh, failed moonsault from last year. Yeah. Uh, so it happens. It just happens. And this one isn't as gruesome as another one that we'll be talking about later. Um, mostly because uh, while Brock landed on his head, he didn't land on the very top of his head. That would have broken his neck. He just landed on his forehead uh, or the front of his face. Or gonna... So that just ended up with a concussion and not a broken neck. It's still bad, but you know, at least no surgery needed. Um, it was bad because... He could have done it. You know he could have done it. Because uh, he footage from his days yeah, yeah, in OVW. Yeah, exactly. A lot of these accidents are from wrestlers who have actually done it. It's not like it's their first time trying this move and it's sad. Uh, it's just the worst fear of someone who does high-flying moves, which is personally why I've kind of stayed away from them. So, uh, yeah, this is really unfortunate. But uh, not as bad because, as you mentioned, Stan, uh, he was able to finish the match. Yeah. You got Rowan. Have you seen this moment? Yeah. And looking at Brock, like, sa chura ng katawan niya, di mo may imagine that he's going to do a shooting star press. Uh, it's unbelievable for his size. Pero it is unfortunate that he miscalculated yung landing niya. And yun, the accident happened, ruined the moment. I thought it was going to be a huge WrestleMania moment. I think it yeah. still is, but it's just uh, parang, oh, Brock failed, whatever. <laughs> We can also kind of blame, uh, not to blame, but you know, uh, j- uh, point out that Kurt was too far from Anna, from Brock, and in that corner, and then Brock chose the wrong corner as well. So uh, it was really just you know a badly executed spot in all respects. I mean, Brock can go to the opposite because like kailangan makita sa hard cam yung yeah, but you know. You can you you can you don't have to rely on the hard cam all the time, uh, especially if it's in the if it's if it makes a difference in safety. Yeah, uh, I think one of the byproducts of this incident is you mga old heads who like to comment on you know the current state of wrestling. Parang this is why big guys shouldn't wrestle like luchadors. Herder. Yeah, I can't agree with that. Uh, pero you know when you're a big dude and then you use it sparingly, it's okay. But you know, I'm kind of old school there. Big guys have to be big guys, but uh, it, it for Brock because he was, you know, at, an athletic freak. So I know that he was explosive. He was agile as well. So he could have done it. So it's not like he was a lumbering big dude, like Big Show, who would hit a hurricane run every now and then, or a sunset flip every now and then. But sunset flip, uh, that's gonna round out the first half of our list of the scariest things, legit that we've seen in wrestling. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, some pretty gruesome stuff because we are out to scare ourselves this Halloween. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. And we're back with the second half of the scariest things we've seen in wrestling. At number five, uh, this is a moment I personally picked out because I also can't get this image out of my head. Armageddon 2007, there was a fatal four-way ladder match for the WWE Tag Team Championships. I remember Dave Taylor and William Regal were there. Paul London and Brian Kendrick were there. There was another tag team that I don't And then there was... I think it was, was Deuce and M&M. Domino. Deuce and Domino, thank you. Uh, and then there was Eminem. And Joey Mercury, uh, his nose got busted in this match. Um, it was a spot gone wrong, and yung uh, paanang ladder sumalpok dun sa mukha ni Joey Mercury. Putok agad yung, yung ilong, uh, black eyes everywhere. They had to put a towel over his head as they evacuated him from the ring. Obviously, he didn't finish the match. It, it's one of those things na it sticks with you 15 years later kasi it really affects somebody going forward. Like Joey Mercury, when he debuted as Joey Mercury, was a handsome young man, which is not to say na pangit na siya ngayon, pero clearly nagbago ni itsura niya as an older guy because of the injury. Sorry. Uh, it was uh, William Regal and Dave Taylor pala. Sorry. 
Yeah, I did mention uh, yeah. Regal and Taylor. London and Kendrick, the Hardys. The Hardys. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, they were the cause. Yeah, they were the cause. I remember now. I remember now. It was. I think it was Jeff who who actually nailed the the ladder that caused the the leg to go up. Matt was holding both. Yeah. Uh, Eminem. Yeah. At first glance, it didn't look like much. Because uh, it was only after you saw that Joey was fucked up, and then they showed the replay of the ladder, the ladder's leg. Hitting, going up in high, in full speed, up to his face and nose, that you see how bad it is, and the aftermath is the most gruesome part. Uh, all the blood and the broken nose—that's uh, the scariest part of this spot, and it just goes to show you that with innovation comes actual danger, and these uh, ladder matches really are dangerous and sometimes unnecessary, but highly dangerous, which is why uh, we've never really done them here yet in the Philippines. So um, for your entertainment, all the ladders that they break and fall off from that is a really, a really physical toll that, they, that, that gets put on their bodies. Yeah, like for every awesome moment, like say Edge spearing Jeff Hardy off a ladder, uh, you have a Joey Mercury getting his nose busted, diba. Right? Uh, Rowan, um, as a future dentist, as a future DMD, <laughs> do you find yourself getting shocked and shook by images like this? I mean, I I already cringed when I first saw it. Bata pa ako. Mm-hmm. Like, like I I never imagined someone getting hit. Tapos dugo agad. Diba, like, like instantly pumutok agad yung mukha niya, yeah. like, his nose and the, the result like like after the pay-per-view parang pinakita like his eyes were shut as well yes yeah. these pictures so, are still on the internet if you look yeah. for them <laughs> it's on the network too yeah yeah the internet Jeez. never forgets yeah um and i i, I want to add to this item uh, aside from Joey Mercury's nose getting busted, I don't know if you guys remember Cesaro getting his teeth busted off of the ring post. I think it was in 2017 or 2018. It was the Hardys again versus the Bar, <laughs> and um, I think parang uh, so flap- jack- ring post, yeah. Yes, if a flapjack dapat si Cesaro, and then sumalpok yung mukha niya dun sa ring post. No, 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 it, it wasn't a flapjack. He he. Slingshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slingshot. He, yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he slingshot and flew over the turnbuckle for some reason. <laughs> Because I guess he was super strong, like and, then, and then landed his mouth on the ring post on the top yeah, of so, the ring post. Sobrang nakakatakot yun for me, because ngipining involved eh. Yeah, like, yeah, the, the yeah. teeth got jammed up the gums. Cesaro yeah, also has yeah. pictures of that. Nakangiti pa siya, and I'm like, how how can you smile? Well, while that's happening, I I cannot. Um, another one na uh, uh, siguro mas grabe parito uh, on the same level as Joey Mercury. Si Cash Wheeler just recently on AEW yung arm niya nung nasabit dun sa bakal yeah, dun sa turnbuckle. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah but right? we didn't we didn't see that happen. We, it was just something that they cut or that they showed afterwards. Ah, uh, but yeah, uh, but Cash I think posted photos of his arm yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. They they just showed yeah they showed it afterwards, but not you know you don't see the action of the of the hook or the whatever it was sticking out. Thank God, thank God na none of the AEW camera operators actually caught that. Kasi yun din, uh, lalo na nasa arm pa, di ba? Um, I remember Cash was talking about how your arms do have some pivotal arteries and if one of them had gotten uh, sliced, you know, Cash wouldn't be alive to tell the story today. Yeah. Also, I just want to mention, but I don't, going back to the Barbers, the Hardys, I don't know if it's the same match, pero uh, there was a time where Sheamus delivered the brogue kick to Jeff Hardy. Us, the oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the, the 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 tooth, the teeth. Yeah. Was it the same match or? Uh, I can't remember, but you know, uh, I think it was a joke that it was payback for uh, for, for, the, for the Cesaro. I think spot. it also happened in the payback pay per view. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. lots of scary stuff involving uh, teeth, noses, mouths, all getting busted up. All right, now we're getting to the really um, uh, sick stuff. Uh, let's go to number four. And this one was pretty recent. Just earlier this year, uh, Big E broke his neck. Uh, this was in a match with the Brawling Brutes. So see Ridge Holland um, through Big E, your normal routine belly-to-belly suplex. Uh, for some reason, malas na talaga yung pag-turn ni Big E and he landed on his neck. And 
ever since then, he's been on the shelf and wala pa rin siyang timetable to return, if at all. It's super scary kasi, syempre, alam na natin, di ba, in 2022, what neck issues can do to people, to wrestlers, athletes, etc. And it's just really unfortunate that something like this could happen, especially to someone like Big E, who's such a beloved member of the wrestling world. Okay, let me, I have to give a bit of context to this spot. So the spot in question was an overhead belly-to-belly throw by Ridge Holland to Big E. And then Big E landed on the top of his head because he didn't rotate enough for whatever reason. I'm not saying anyone was at fault, not even Big E. It just so happened that he didn't get to rotate uh, the full way. And he landed on the top of his head in at, at ringside where the mats are, as, as the commentators like to mention, pretty thin. So uh, in wrestling school, one of the first things or one of the um, most important things we learn is how to take a front flip bump. So this belly-to-belly spot, belly-to-belly suplex spot, is basically just an assisted front flip bump. So people are saying, oh, it's a super dangerous move. It's a super fancy, unnecessary move that you don't really have to do. And a Ridge Holland shouldn't be doing this. But... It really is just a front flip that you practice in training so many times. So you can't blame Ridge Holland for seemingly failing to get Big E all the way up. So uh, it's just really a freak accident that can be blamed by no one. Uh, It can be blamed to no one. So uh, it's scary because Yunya is such a basic maneuver, basic fundamental move that we learn in training that uh, got fucked up because of a physics accident, physics circumstance that it just was not in their control. So that's one of the biggest fears why a lot of uh, trainees have uh, have difficulty performing this front flip bump because there is a fear that you land on your head and break your neck, which is what happened to Big E. So the visceral fear really is in that possibility and not just because of the landing. Ikaw, Rowan, uh, so this is pretty recent, you know, part ka ng podcast when it happened. What was your reaction when you saw this take place? Okay, so ito talaga yung wrestling accident that made, the, or that traumatized me because after seeing that, parang ayoko na makita yung over the head, belly to belly ever again. Like sure. kahit sino pang wrestler yung magperform, like even if it's Drew, Parang I just don't want to see it. And it just reminds me of Biggie's injury. No one's at fault, pero yun na. Uh, accidents really happen in wrestling. Let's move on to number three on our list. Um, This is also pretty uh, gruesome. Tipong, if you want to watch it, watch at your own risk. This happened January 14, 2001 in the main event of the Sin pay-per-view ng WCW. This was when Sid Vicious, a.k.a. Psycho Sid, broke his leg. So... Uh, just to set this up for you, in case you haven't seen this, ang nangyari was he was in a match. He was supposed to take off from like the second rope, and then pagkalanding niya, bumaluktot lang talaga yung leg niya. Which you know we we've seen injuries like this happen in basketball, in other sports. Na malilan talaga yung bagsak. In the case of Sid Vicious's injury, it was really caught on camera because. Nakatuto talaga sa kanya eh. And then talagang bumaluktot talaga in such a way na you know that the human leg is not meant to fold that way. And there are images of it on YouTube, on Google, wherever you want to go look for it. Even yung still palang, like it really just looks not natural and not okay. So just looking at it right now actually gives me a bit of a stomach turn. The ring gives a lot of times but sometimes it takes. Uh, one of my worst fears is a broken bone like a legit broken bone that happens because of a bump of a move. And I got a side quest here because um, I've literally witnessed a bone break right in front of my very eyes. My ex-girlfriend uh, trained, uh, joined boot camp a few years back. And then we were teaching them the basics. She was going through the basic bumps. And then when she got to her face bump or the front bump where you land in front of you, uh, in front of your face, uh, you use your um, hands and arms to catch or to soften the fall. And when she did that, um, there was a loud bang. There was a loud snap. And it turned out that her left arm had broken because of the impact of that 
face bump, of that front bump. So uh, literally one of my worst fears in contact sports, in any sport really, because it happens to any sport, happened right in front of me. And you don't want that happening because um, it takes a lot of work to fix. And it's I, I imagine it's a whole lot of pain as well. So scary is it's as scary as things can get in pro wrestling in sports uh rowan let me ask you this were you at pwr mainit in march of 2017 no was that okay. the max injury yes i was gonna that, bring was, that, an, up. that was an acl tear though not, yeah yeah but yeah. uh-huh. you know our, our good friend main max uh injured himself in uh in in that event And when when I see the Sid Vicious injury, parang ganun din yung nangyari kay Main Max. Medyo bumaloktot yung tuhod niya. Mali lang din yung bagsak. And then after that, he had to get stretchered out. And he was on the shelf for, I believe, over a year. So, you know, injuries like this, uh, they, they really take a year or more out of uh, out of your career, out of your life. Siyempre, quality of life, that's a, another whole conversation pa, di ba? So, uh, yun, sobrang grabe talaga. Like, I, I remember seeing that Main Max injury and how... Um, I was pretty shaken up after the fact. So I can't imagine for people in the front row, for example, seeing Sid Vicious break his leg right in front of them and seeing this huge hulking man uh, get reduced to, you know, um, uh, basically a wounded animal because of the, uh, his broken leg. Yeah, it was like it was like a broken toy, to be honest. But his leg is weirdly dangling and is facing the wrong way after mm. failing, failing to perform the Claymore before Claymore move. Like, yung nag-land awkwardly yung leg. Yeah. Uh, I gotta add, um, the scary part about this then is that you don't have to land in an awkward position for a tear or a break to happen. Sometimes, it's really just the impact that gets you. Minsan, hindi mo talaga inaasahan kahit sa tingin mo tama yung pag-landing mo. Sometimes, it's just hard enough. Some your Your body gives up on you and it just happens. So that's the worst fear talaga, that you can't really train your way into good luck. All right, let's get to number two. And number two is from an independent wrestling show that happened in 2012. It involves a wrestler who was formerly known as Charade. He was in a match against a guy called the Black Baron and he attempted uh, a, a double moonsault and he under-rotated nung second flip So, nung bumagsak siya, he landed squarely on his head. And suddenly, this this armory full of people just quiets down. Because they, they know that something had terribly gone wrong. And his opponent, the Black Baron, uh, tried to pin him. And this guy, Charade, with all his might, managed to kick out Parin. And then Charade, uh, Black Baron, and the referee re-performed the pin. And then finally, the, the match mercifully ended, um, you know, Quick spoiler alert, Charade is fine to this day. He now wrestles for, or he ended up wrestling for MLW under the name Zenshi. Uh, but in the moment you see this happen, it's pretty gruesome seeing a guy land on his neck. It's I, I would say it's uh, a, a little bit worse than the Brock Lesnar thing because it happened at a smaller show in front of less people at an event that has way less budget than the WWE. So yung una kong iniisip is, holy crap, do they have the emergency personnel to take care of this guy immediately? Rowan, you put this on the list, right? So what's yeah. your take? I mean, nagtataka pa rin ako to this day. Why does he have, why did he have to kick out? Like, oh yeah, he kicked out. I remember now. Fucker kicked out. <laughs> yeah, like, Like, dapat tapusin na yung match, di ba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When accidents really happen. And then he, he kicked out. Uh, I feel bad for the guy, pero knowing that he's actually fine right now, I mean, good for him. But still, sheesh. Naalala ko pa rin, I think it, napanaginipan ko rin yun at some point. Like, <laughs> oh boy. It, it was that traumatizing. Like, Even the the sound when he landed. Yeah, yeah, no. There was a loud bang. Yeah, oh. it's like everything broke. Yeah. Uh, to be fair to Charade slash Zenshi, hindi naman siya yung unang wrestler or unang tao na kilala ko na dapat wala na siya sa match pero pinipilit pa rin yung tapusin yung match. So, um, I I don't know, Ro. Is that a wrestler thing? Na para against all odds, kahit na delikado na talaga, sobrang grabbing injury. Hindi kailangan tapusin yung match. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the like I said the instinct I say is you gotta finish and you gotta wrestle. You gotta finish as much as you can. So if you still feel like you can move or you feel fine, uh, the focus really is finishing the match, and it really, uh, lay it really. Uh, lies on other people outside the match to tell you to stop, and I've literally seen this happen in front of me. Pinilit pa rin I'm not gonna name names anymore. They know who they are. Uh, he's gonna listen to this, and he knows who he is. Um, but yeah, uh, it just it's just a thing that happens, and you look back and you wonder, you you realize that you should have stopped it, but tapos na. Um, Rowan was saying how traumatizing this was. It's because of how fast uh, the double moonsault spot, the 630 moonsault, moonsault spot was happening. Uh, for those who don't know, the reason why you do flips in moves like this is to um, increase the velocity and increase the force of the landing. That's the physics behind it. So uh, given that, uh, he really hit the top of his head hard, and I'm surprised there was no broken necks, broken spine. He's not paralyzed. Yeah, he doesn't. He wasn't paralyzed or anything uh, when he, he landed. Fractured his skull. So. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So, which is natural, par for the course for an accident like that. So, uh, yeah, there was a loud, loud sound, a loud bang when he made impact. So that's pretty bad. And knowing it, looking at this guy, it does, it did seem that he knew how to do it because he got to two, two rotations. There. So, uh, that's not hard. I'm assuming he got to do it in on a crash mat. So, I don't doubt that he did it before. People will look at this and say, okay, people are doing stupid stuff in the Indies, which is kind of true, but you don't get there without actually knowing how to do it. So, Again, one of those things that moves gone wrong, and I guess you uh, people will take it as should take it as a reminder to ease up on the physically impressive stuff. I guess the happy ending here is that Charade was only out of action for three to four months. Okay, yeah. Because he skull fracture, lang uh, And uh, uh, not not that we're diminishing the skull fracture. It's just that you know it could have gone way worse. Yeah, he could have he could have been a draws, uh, which is uh, a, a very dark thing to say. Yeah. Yes. No, 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 I'm not saying it because it's dark. I'm just saying I'm just sugarcoating the fact that he could have been paralyzed. Yeah. Um. This guy even ended up doing a six thirty splash successfully oh, yeah. later on. See, that's that's how I know that he knows what he knew the mechanics of what he was doing. It was just unfortunate that he didn't land it that time. So yeah. Uh. Good. Good for this guy. Nah. You know, he was able to get back in the ring, and that he is. Uh. You know, still able to have full physical faculties of his body. So you know, good for him. All right. Let's get to number one, and this, uh, I, I'm sure a lot of you may have seen this coming already, and it's uh, the unfortunate passing of Owen Hart. This happened at the In Your House pay-per-view in 1999. Um, you know the story, you've probably seen the Dark Side of the Ring episode about this. Um, just the fact that it was part of the broadcast, and that Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler had the unfortunate uh, duty to tell everyone what had happened afterward. The fact that... You know, all of the information has since come out, right? based on the interviews that were done, uh, say, for Dark Side of the Ring or other podcasts or whatever, um, the long-term effects that uh, this uh, this incident had on the Hart family, on the wrestling business, um, it, it really was legitimately scary. I wasn't even a wrestling fan yet when this happened, but I knew about Owen Hart because it was such a big deal talaga nung nangyari to. Like, my dad for years kept saying, Owen Hart, Owen Hart, Owen Hart. Parang as a warning na, you know, wrestling is really dangerous. And yet, you know, he got me watching wrestling. So, uh, thanks, dad. Um, but yeah, uh, what else should we say about uh, this entry? Um, that spot was dangerous because, not because wrestling is dangerous, but because that spot was dangerous. So, uh, it was really a high risk, uh, it was really a high risk thing that they tried to do. And it had nothing to do with the everyday risks of being a wrestler. So um, a lot of blame on the negligence of whoever was in charge of that mechanism, of that harness. So yeah, uh, again, not a lot of things that need to be said. 
if you're a wrestling fan, you know why this is number one. It's not just scary because someone died. It's just it's also scary because someone fell. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess if you're like a younger fan, like say Rowan, just add a little bit of context about Owen Hart was in the Blue Blazer gimmick at the time. And they were trying to parody the entrance of Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania in 95 or 96 when he won the title. And he was uh, ziplining through the rafters, right? Yeah. So yun yung parang inspiration for that idea. It's just that unlike the Shawn Michaels zipline pababasa ring, uh, this one was not executed well for you know whatever reason. I think it was also mentioned that he was supposed to land comedically, like parang yeah, but you know he's gonna lower, lower it safely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but yeah, you know I actually saw this nung bago pa ako as a wrestling fan. Like for some reason, if you type uh, wrestling. On the YouTube search bar, lalabas sa recommended words like uh, wrestling deaths. So, nakirus ako, I clicked it. And the very first video that I saw was like uh, giving details about Owen's death. And fa- fast forward, I had nightmares too <laughs> after seeing that. I even had nightmares like, ano, like seeing it live on TV. Parang ganun. Like some random match happening involving John C. That tapos, suddenly someone fell. Our brother in Christ, I think you need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sports therapy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there, uh, that's a trip down memory lane uh, for the scariest things we've seen in wrestling. Uh, we hope that we didn't make your stomach turn too much, but it is that time of the year. It is spooky season. So uh, if you did choose to click on this episode, then we have three words for you. You wanted to get scared? on Halloween and we hopefully delivered in as uh, tasteful a way as possible as we could right here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. As we get out of here, reminding you once again that we've got the uh, patron activities going on over at the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon. Go check it out at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. If you haven't liked us yet on Spotify, please do subscribe, follow the show, and leave a five-star rating after you check out an episode. And go catch the live streams on Facebook or on Kumu, or go check out the audio-only episode uh, when that comes up on your favorite audio platforms. Champagne live streams Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Yung Dabarkads yung Zero Wang, ASH, wala pa rin for the live streams, which is why he is still an ASH even though Nikki no longer is. Um, stage name yeah before we go uh, we gotta address that Roma cause what do you have to say about all your dabarkads coming up with all of these new gimmicks for you I don't know but maybe maybe when I graduate dun ko lang talaga mapupulpil na oh I have a new name yeah I mean obviously the gimmick that you have now is a reference to you being in training so all the other gimmicks don't actually make sense right now so jokes on you 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 fools <laughs> on that note we gotta get out of here big thanks to our friends from podcast network asia for all of the work that they do behind the scenes go follow us on tiktok and on twitter at wrestling to Pod, we'd love to hear from you. And individually, it is at Sheena Supersized, at Rowis War, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stan C. So on behalf of Romaran and Rowan ASH, my name is Stan C. Greeting everyone a happy Halloween. Please keep your masks on and get your vaccines and boosters if and when you can. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Peace. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.